Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Bo Henderson. The show where we talk business, community, and just get down to knowing people. Right, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lanton, Carl Libba, and I wanted to do something uh, a little unique today, guys. Uh-oh. Uh, but before we do that, Carl... Let's go ahead and let the community know some of the great things our local chamber, the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce, has going on. Absolutely. The chamber is now starting their membership campaign, which uh, will be at the end of January. So let's do something about becoming a member. Uh, As you look ahead to January and setting your new goals, what about your business goals? If you're wanting to find ways to network and market and grow your business, the Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce is always here to help. So you need to find out why 63% of consumers are more likely to buy products and services from chamber members. In order to find that out, you can contact Kristen or Kara over at the Chamber today, and you can do that at 770-532-6206, or you can go to ghcc.com. Again, that's ghcc.com to learn more. Join our great chamber. A lot always have great events, great education, and doing a lot of good things in the community. So thank you, Greater Hall Chamber of Commerce. Okay, so here's the game. We're going to say um, things that apply to business that start with the letter C. Okay? Okay. I think that's a good thing. Honestly, I have an unfair advantage. I thought of a couple things that start with C. Okay. But now I'm going to put you guys on the spot. So what I want us to do is go around, and Bill loves this. Dr. Bill said, I'll tell you what we're playing when we start. He said, naturally. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so think of a, a word that starts with C that has some kind of application to business, and we'll banter around about that. Sounds fun to me. Yeah, right? sounds like a good time. I'll start. Okay. you want to start? No, you go right I on. know what yours is going to be. I should take it. Okay, take it. You want me to? Yeah, I got enough. I okay. got enough in the holster. Well, so I know what Carl's going to say when I say a word that starts with C. You, you, you haven't guessed mine yet, though. I have, a, I have a pretty good guess of his, too, actually. <laughs> I would say Carl's guess that I'm going to use so he has to think of something else is curiosity. You got it. I hear, I hear Carl talk about curiosity all the time. So do you want to take that, Carl? How, how do you see curiosity? That sounds like an interesting word or topic to apply to business. Yeah, as Bo knows, I like the word curiosity so much, I named my consulting company the Curiosity Coach. Um, because we believe that curiosity is a superpower. And so when we meet with C-level executives or leadership teams, a lot of what we're doing is trying to develop this innate curiosity that we have when we're younger to develop and find new things, and that when we get older, we kind of get jaded and we go, oh, I know how this works. And so we lose curiosity about the process, about the people, and even about ourselves. And so the more that you can, as a leader, have curiosity, the more you walk into rooms postured to ask questions as opposed to dictate um, the end goal. And so when you do that, you'll find that really bright people um, need space to kind of share their ideas. And so I tell people all the time, if you want your best and brightest to actually be their best and brightest, you have to set spaces where you're asking the most important question, which is the next one. Well, and the question, you know, what's funny when you say that, it reminds I have a three-year-old and I know you have young kids and Bill, you've had daughters you've raised. Little kids are great at curiosity. Oh right? my gosh! It so, drives so you good. crazy sometimes. But why? When you why, ask Daddy? why, right? why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see that there's still possibilities, and you still can learn something if you don't go in to dictate a conversation, but maybe get more information and collaborate. 
Absolutely. Like some of the most uh, amazing conversations, uh, Simon Sinek, who teaches a lot on business and ideating and all these things, talks about great leaders speak last. And it's this idea, if you can get curious, if you can set a space where everybody gets to share and you're the last person to speak, what have you just done? You've opened up a room for other people to feel like they have a space, but then also you have every piece of information from the room in order to move forward. And so all of a sudden you look brilliant because you've now synthesized all of these different ideas and you might even go, oh, well, this is the path forward. The only way you were able to do that is because you were the last person to speak. You know, something fascinating, I have a feeling this is going to go all the way through, actually I know it will, is we're talking about it's like Jeopardy, right? Words that begin with C that apply to business, but they're going to apply to life. Oh, sure. Because they apply to relationships, right? Yep. So, Bill, words that apply, what start with C that apply to business. Ding! Well, you thought I was going to say communication. That was my guess. But I'm not. I'm going to say customer service. Oh. And I'll give you an experience from this morning. I use Get Response to distribute my online newsletter. And this morning, I had a great deal of trouble because I couldn't send a test message to see whether all the links worked and all the spelling was right and what have you. So I contacted the help section. I had someone come on to an online chat, and we were together probably for 45 minutes to an hour, I guess, trying different things. And he helped me change the primary email that I was using. As we were ending the conversation, I said, "Where on text, I said, where is it you're located? He said, Poland. And that, wow. it, that is the, the headquarters for Get Response. And to me, uh, customers, there's a perfect example of customer service. I had a need. The person I needed to talk to was there. They had a solution. We tried one or two things until we found the right solution. They were patient with things they knew that I was a novice about. So to me, you can have a great product. You can have a great price. You can have a – we used to have lovely buildings that people went into. <laughs> uh, you can have all those things. But customer service, I would say, is is right at the top. And so when I, I teach communication – I've taught many customer service seminars, and I hope to continue to do that. You know, and you talk about that. If we simplify business down to its simplest terms, it's really three things. It's getting somebody, a customer or a qualified person, to the process, taking somebody through the process and making them a customer, and then keeping that customer happy. And I think a lot of people are really good at the front end of that, maybe bringing somebody in with the marketing getting them sold, quote unquote, making a client. But there's a lot to be desired in a lot of cases to where that customer service, keeping that client happy ongoing and keeping a client and bringing in new clients. Uh, if you look at profit, another thing, uh, that customer service is a key ingredient. Sometimes it's the easiest thing to improve to set yourself apart. Yeah. And like you said, Bo, these are the things that a lot of people just don't, in the words of you know UGA football, they just don't finish the drill. That's right. And it's this idea of, are you going to spend the least amount of revenue on the highest yield thing? And honestly, keeping a customer happy is the cheapest thing with the highest return. And a lot of people just drop the ball on that. Yeah. And I think, so I want to do one before we go to the break. And mine, 
when I thought of C's, um, well, I kind of took yours, right? Well, let me ask you. I won't take another one, Carl. Oh, you yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so mine actually would be a quick three three C's. Oh, my gosh. Uh, borrowed, from, borrowed from Chick-fil-A, which are um, capacity, chemistry, and character. Okay. And so Chick-fil-A is actually pretty famous when they hire. They say, we can fix capacity. We can train you how to deep fry some waffle fries and make a chicken sandwich and run the drive-thru. Then we want to see, are you a good mix for the people that you're going to be around? Are you pleasant? Do you want to show up? Are you, uh, do you believe it's a privilege to be in this space with other people who believe it's a privilege to be with you? Uh, so that's the chemistry side. And then lastly, it's the character side. Like, are you willing to work to the level and the standard that we've asked? Or are you looking to cut corners? And Chick-fil-A actually talks about capacity is the easiest and the cheapest to fix. We can train all day long. We can take somebody who's not very good at this and make them great at it. Chemistry is harder to fix. Like, mm -hmm. are you a pleasant individual? But sometimes people haven't been in great culture. So when they're exposed to great culture, all of a sudden their chemistry changes. They're like, oh, I really like this. But character is almost impossible to shift. If you're coming into a place always looking for a shortcut and you continue to be that person, they'll ask you to go work someplace else. So in a hiring, let's flip that from a hiring perspective, the most important thing would be character in that, always. that case. Okay. Always. Okay. Because that's something that can't necessarily be fixed. You cannot. Yep. I had I had the privilege uh, probably 20 years ago, I guess, early in my professional speaking career, of speaking at the same event where Truett Cathy oh, wow. was speaking, the founder of Chick-fil-A. And he is, uh, during his lifetime, he certainly was as, as genuine and as people interested as anybody could imagine. And gave us, his philosophy gave us three C's in our first segment. So thank you so much. And when we come back, I want to get into our guest who, who I think he might have a C to add this conversation. I want to keep talking about this and get into another part of business that's important is overcoming adversity. We'll get to that in a whole lot more when we come back right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. been talking about things that start with the letter C that apply to business. It's like Jeopardy, uh, the first segment of this show, and I want to keep going with that theme. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lanton and Carl Libba, but we do have a special guest today that I think is going to have a lot to add to this conversation. Dr. Bill, would you like to bring him in? Yes, and he's a repeat guest because we interviewed him a couple of years ago and found his story and his contribution to the program so fascinating we wanted to have him back with us which we're glad to do today keith guernsey who has a fascinating life story and professional story and he's an author his book overcoming the odds and on the road to remission keith very happy to have you here with us thrilled to be here and thank you for having me dr bill carl and Bo. Uh, i do have a c Something I had to go, go back into my memory bank since we've been retired for eight years. <laughs> but my C is communication. Oh, good. In, in my case... Second the motion. Yeah. In, in my <laughs> case, um, communication is, has been so critical. There's another C for you. With doctors, nurses, mm. and everyone who has helped me along um, my path to good health after three battles with cancer. Another one is... Um, giving care with care being the, the most important part. Um, my lovely wife, Susan, has uh, taken phenomenal care of me. Um, and, of course, another C would be cancer. Oh. Um, beating that 
uh, has been, you know, my mission for the last four years. And it's been, it's been an interesting challenge. It really has. But every day I get up, I go to the gym at 4 o'clock. I was telling Dr. Bill. Um, to I, I didn't meet him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I pass a book that my wife has on our coffee table that says, God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Mm. And I firmly believe that to be true. You know, I believe he chose me because he knows I have the resilience and the intestinal fortitude to get through it, get over it, and get healthy again, which is what I'm working on doing now. And sharing your story, I think that's a piece as we're here sharing. There's other people, we hear about it every day, people we know, people we love, going through some of this and yeah. to be there and, and be able to share your story yeah. and, and the other side. Exactly. Um, really appreciate that. And I want to dig into some specific things. It reminds me of another C word while we're on the topic. Uh, when we get into some of your story, Keith, is courage, right? Courage yeah. to to attack this, courage to, um, you know, have, have the right frame of mind. And we'll talk more about that. But before we do, before we leave the idea of the C word, I want to talk to our, uh, the man behind the curtain, kind of like eyes or behind the glass, Bill Wilson, <laughs> back there producing the show. Uh, I saw the wheels turning as we were talking, Bill. Is there is there any kind of C word that came to mind for you? Yeah, compassion. Mm. Oh, knocked it out of the park. I like that one. So, so Bill, could you unpack that for us? When you think of compassion when it comes to a business, what comes to mind for you? Um, extenuating circumstances when you have a customer that has a specific problem or a specific thing, and sometimes you might have to bend your company policy a little bit to, to show them compassion. But what that's going to result in is, yeah, it might be a slight loss for you and your, for your company profit-wise up front, but you're going, to be, uh, you're going to remind people in the future, hey, this company went out of their way for me, and I'm going to do some more business with them, and I'm going to refer them to other people. So good. It That's reminds so good. me of Bill's customer service, right? If, if we have people that create a, a culture of making a person feel like a person mm -hmm. and not a number, uh, bottom line contributor, mm -hmm. and that, hey, I understand you, even though you might be one of 10,000 customers, I think that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to, you know, continue with the, the C, I feel like we're on Sesame Street and it's sponsored by the letter C. Um, one of the things that we talk about inside both of our consulting company and even in our branding company is that every human is wired to do two things, celebrate pleasure and carry pain. And when I think about um, Bill's example of a company looking at a person being extenuating circumstance, one of the companies that I work with is a real estate firm. And I asked them, how, how did you guys do? Um, and they have, you know, 100 rental properties. I said, how did you guys do during the pandemic when people couldn't pay rent? And, and uh, the guy said, we collected 97% of our rent all the way through COVID. And I said, how did you do that? And he's like, we just called them and asked how we could help them. It wasn't about collecting the rent as, hey, do you need help getting food? Do you need help with job? Like, how can we serve you? And because they were the first people to call, they said that their customers, that they were the first people people that they paid out. There were other people who they're like, hey, I'm, I might not be able to make that payment this week or this month, but these people came and asked how I was, and so I want their business to be successful. And they weren't, you know, like Bill was talking about, they weren't a nameless, faceless slumlord. It was like, no, right. these are people who care about me. And yes, they're collecting rent because they have to. They have to pay somebody else the mortgage on the property. Um, but because we're in this together, it gives us kind of a, a different C, which is the sense of community. 
It's this idea that we're building something together because we're able to carry the pain of that moment and then eventually celebrate when hopefully we get on the other side of that thing. That's so. another great uh, C word there, community. Yeah, that's community, it. that's another big one. Well, let's go back. So, Keith, again, let's. thanks for playing the C game with us. You oh, you're welcome. Great My pleasure. Ones, added three great ones to the – but let's talk about this. So, so, so you've had some battles, man. You, you yes. Can, you've overcome some things. So tell us a little bit about the journey. It's been, it has been a very interesting journey, but again – um, I have to give credit where credit is due in this case. I have been very, very fortunate to have the best medical care bar none. I know when you turn on the news, you see, you hear about uh, medical malpractice and doctors making mistakes and things of that nature. But I have had the four greatest surgeons in the world in the last quarter century. So uh, I'm very, very blessed with that. Um, secondly, I mentioned my wife, Susan. She has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, as my sole caregiver since my closest family is a thousand miles away. She's uh, done the caregiving thing with patience and with dignity, and uh, it's just been phenomenal. As a matter of fact, she wrote a passage called Giving Care in the back of my newest book, On the Road to Remission, that has brought many of our readers to tears. Mm. Um, and I recommend picking up that book just to read that story. It's that good. Um, but, you know, I've had a lot of help from neighbors and friends and, you know, family checking in from Boston. Um, obviously, you can tell by the accent that that's where we're originally from. It's, it's kind of like a dead giveaway because um, we, we, we still park our car in Harvard Yard. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And, and I, Keith, I, what, what part of Boston are you from? I'm from Lexington, historic okay. Lexington. Remember, don't shoot, you see the whites of the rise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I, I shouldn't say this too loud, but I am a, a diehard Boston sports fan. And uh, you, you guys only make one kind up there. You oh, all yeah. diehard. And I'll tell you an interesting story. Uh, very shortly after the Pats came from 25 points down to beat the Falcons. Hold on. Do we have a boo track there, Bill, that we yeah, can put really? in right there? there. I, um, <laughs> I cut my foot um, when we came home after an event, and I threw on a sweatshirt and a hat. And Susan called ahead, and she took me to the emergency room at the medical center. And she called ahead and told them we were coming. The doctor, and this is 2, 3 in the morning, the doctor greeted me in the hall, no one else around except for a dozen nurses standing right behind him. And he said, Mr. Guernsey, I'm sorry, I can't treat you. With a totally, totally straight face. <laughs> he waited a minute, and he, because he, he was looking at my Patriot sweatshirt, my Patriot's hat. I wasn't trying to rub it in. I just happened to throw up first thing I could find. And he said, because you're a, a Patriots fan. And it was right after the Super Bowl. And the nurses were cracking up. And just to finish the story quickly, at the very end, he was stitching me up. And I swear to God, he was digging that needle in just a little <laughs> deeper, you know. But, uh, you know. Generally speaking, like I said, the, the medical care here has been phenomenal. And I feel blessed um, you've gotten such great care. And I, I feel blessed to, to be as healthy as I am now. I feel I'm, I'm going to be 70 in, in March. And I feel that um, I'm healthier and in better shape now, after, especially after losing the weight, 
it's almost 70 than any time since I stopped playing hockey at 28. That's wow. amazing. That's, that's something. Amazing. That's, yeah. well, what I want to do, I think, Keith, when we come back, let's talk through some of the stories. We're going to go to the break now. Okay. But uh, talk through some of this as kind of a, a lessons learned teaching because there's a lot of people out here that are facing challenges. Yeah, sure. So let's dig into that when we come back. Bo Henderson here with our guest, Keith Guernsey, Carl Libba, Dr. Bill Lampton, and behind the glass, Bill Wilson, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. We've been talking business, uh, brought in a guest today, Keith Guernsey. Not only is he an author with a lot to share, and, and we'll talk about his, his latest book here momentarily, but just the story, the journey, the lessons learned, that's what I'd like to dig into. I'm Bo Henderson. You're joined with Dr. Bill Lampton and Carl Libba. But Keith, let, let's start with that. Let's just start about the path, because I know, I doubt very seriously that uh, you were going along and ha- and knew these things were coming. They were curveballs, you know. Yeah. They were surprises. Definitely. So let's talk about you know from that first time you realized, wow, uh oh, there's there's something I wasn't planning on that's been thrown in my path. Well, and where do we go? Yeah, I didn't really realize it. Um, my girlfriend at the time said I was having trouble hearing her, and I made a joke out of it. I said, I'm watching the Patriots. Don't bother me. I'm not taking <laughs> out the trash until um, the day- game is over. And she, she was after me to go to um, hearing specialist, and to her everlasting credit, she um, hounded me to do it, you know, over and over and over again. Finally, I did, and long story short, they discovered um, a benign tumor on my eighth cranial nerve, which is your hearing nerve, and uh, it was called the acoustic neuroma. So I had, in 1995, I had 10 hours of surgery. And ten consecutive ten hours. Ten consecutive hours, yeah. Wow. For, for me, it was fine because I was, I was out like a light. My parents and my sister, not so much. Um, and then in '96, Susan and I met. Shortly after we met, um, I, I gave her the first present I could, which is more brain surgery. The the, <laughs> the uh, tumor came back. They had gotten the whole tumor the initial time around but they hadn't gotten the surrounding tumor cells. So I went back in. This time, it was 12 hours. And, um, you know, because they had to scrape around and get the surrounding tumor cells. So Susan had to sit there for 12 hours. Fortunately, we had some family and friends join her, but um, the doctor kept coming out every three hours and saying, it's only three more hours, it's only three more hours. And she had to be beside herself. Me, I'm out like a light. I didn't even notice, you know. Mm. I was just taking a long nap. so we got home, and I had all kinds of complications because of the scraping around the tumor cell, and uh, that's when I started to gain the weight. Like I said, um, my go-to food is pizza, Ben and Jerry's, and Bud Light, and Chinese food. Um, and it, I hit the scale, and I was 340 pounds, and I'm only 5'9", and I knew that if I didn't get it off, we would have a very short life together. And after 44 years, I finally found my soulmate. And I said, I got to get with the program here. And I just started working out again, um, you know, on a treadmill and what have you, and walking a lot. And the weight started to come out gradually, two to three pounds at a time. All of a sudden, in 2017, I hit the scale, and I was down to 185, which is my ideal weight because I have a big build. Then in... That was 2017. 2018, 
um, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Had successful surgery. Doctor urologist came in and said, you're cancer free. And I went dancing down the hall. And if you've ever seen a clumsy old guy dance, you know it's a sight to behold. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was, I was looking forward to the last third of my life, perfectly healthy with my lovely wife Susan on my side. Um, and then in a follow-up uh, exam, they determined high levels of protein in my blood and sent me to a hematologist. And the hematologist said, you have multiple myeloma. And I said, I have no idea what that is. And she said, it's a very rare blood cancer. It's not curable, but it is treatable. And I said, how long have I got? She said, there's no way of determining, but um, if you follow the program, take the meds, stick with your nutrition program, who knows? And I'm in remission, have been for almost two years. And like I said, I feel phenomenal. Uh, very recently... I was diagnosed with melanoma, which is a skin cancer. And I had successful surgery for that on October 14th. And back one day in the hospital, back working out again the following Monday morning. Um, and I still feel phenomenal today. Um, you never know I had cancer by, you know, my symptoms, which are none almost. But one thing I learned was it will go a lot easier for any cancer patient, myself included, if they cultivate and maintain a positive attitude. And I realize it can be very difficult, mm. but you have to do the very best you can. Realize that any day that you, life is short, and any day that you're bummed out or depressed um, is a day kind of lost. You're better off spending that day talking to doctors and figure out a way to you know, cure this or get in remission or what have you. Um, but like I say, I feel uh, I feel phenomenal. You know, it's been it's, it has been an interesting journey. But like I said earlier, God doesn't give you anything you can't handle. Right. Well, and that's so. So as you're telling me the story, Keith, it's it's been like you're you're getting the celebration of one piece of good news, and it seems like right behind it, you've had this yeah. next thing. And and for those of you that haven't been around Keith much, and and you've heard some here on the show. He, he has the best attitude, mm. right? Positive about this. So I think that's something. If somebody listening that, that gets that news, yeah. right? And I want to add, uh, I am also a myeloma coach. And it, because for me, it's important to give back um, after the experiences that I've had. So if anyone needs to contact me, they are welcome to do so. They can call me or text me at 978-973-5691. Or they can email me at thegerns2005 at yahoo.com. That's T. Tom, H. Henry, E. Edward, G. George, U. Unicorn, R. Robert, and Nancy S. Sugar at 2005 at yahoo.com. And the reason I spell it out is because, like I said, I still have that Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, and again, thanks so much for for giving back. So some out there like, hey, I don't know where to start with this. Yeah. You're there. Love Absolutely. It. What kind of coaching do you do? It's very simple. Um, I get sent other myeloma patients um, to counsel them. And, you know, I start off by saying, I'm not a doctor, but here's what I can do. I, I'm a good listener. Tell me what your situation is. If need be, I will do some research. Uh, I send them my nine-point plan for living well with cancer, which includes a lot of things we talked about, nutrition, exercise, 
hydrating, getting plenty of rest and things of that nature. And just listen, just have to be a good listener, just like in my sales days um, and try to, you know, realize my limitations is not being a doctor, you know, try to help them in any way that I can, uh, refer them out, uh, explain to them. For me, you know, you have to get the best medical care you can for yourself and for your family and for your friends. And if your gut instinct says, I'm not getting the best, best medical care, then you need to get a second opinion or a third opinion or, or whatever, whatever works. Uh, so another important point is that you need to take your medication as prescribed. Mm. You know, that's critical. You know, and also, uh, obviously, as I mentioned before, keep an open line of communication with your doctor or doctors. Yeah, I mean, as I'm hearing your story, and, and you've you've said it a couple of times, and so it rings in my ear, this idea of God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, one way that I've heard that kind of rephrase is God won't give you anything he's not um, already uh, willing to carry with you. And so right. your your idea of this community between your wife and your doctors and, and your family, and now even uh, you and your maker— that's the thing I think that rings to me. And I think this is so important that you've been now so willing to give back is you're giving somebody an instant dose of community. Cause I could only imagine if I got that diagnosis right now, I'd go like you did. I don't know what that word means. I don't know what this means for my future. And, um, this idea that ambiguity creates anxiety, like when things feel vague and uncertain, our instant reaction in our bodies and our mind and our spirit uh, and our emotion is for anxiety. And so for you to so generously give back and say, hey, let me give you the sense of community. Let me give you the sense of clarity. Mm -hmm. I've been through it and it may not be your exact experience, right. but you can borrow from it in a way that goes oh, here's Keith willing to carry the load of that, just like hopefully they have family or uh, you know their makers going, hey, I didn't give you this to carry it alone. We're going to do this together. It's so powerful. And I want to spend some time, Keith, when we come back from the break, talking about the new book, okay. on, the, on the Road to Remission, yeah. and, and what was the purpose of that and the goal, and how do people get it? So we'll get to that and a whole lot more. Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lent and Carl Liva. We're special guest, Keith Guernsey. We're right back in North Georgia. Business Radio X. We've been hearing about the incredible story and journey of our guest today, Keith Guernsey, talking about his battle with, with the weight loss, um, overcoming cancer multiple times now, and his impact and, and not only has he been through it and sharing the story, uh, Keith, you've been sharing with us how you're using that experience to be there for other people. You yes. might not have had some of the resources that you now know and know, you know, here's how we attack this. So, so let's talk a little more about that, that person listening, um, any, any kind of, before we kind of get into the, the book and some other things, if somebody's listening saying, okay, like Carl was saying, as we're going to the last segment, I've got this news. I don't even know where to start. I can imagine the feeling. Any takeaways, tips is just, okay, here's what we need to do. Here's how we, how we get settled and, and come up with a plan. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mentioned my Living Well with Cancer nine-point plan that I have implemented. And I touched on a couple of, couple of things. So um, it's important if anyone living with cancer or a family member or a friend who has it, you know, they want that plan, I will be happy to send it to them. Um, Email me. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Um, 
And I think the most critical point, as I mentioned, is, you know, get the best medical care you possibly can. Um, and if it requires a second opinion or a third opinion, do it. You owe it to yourself to do it. You owe it to your family to do it. Um, you know, take the medications as instructed and communicate on a regular basis with your doctor. Um, and, you know, I've done that, and that's helped me get to where I am now. Um, my goal after three battles with cancer and two with brain surgery is to live to be 100. There you go. And I firmly believe that I will. We're going to have him on the, the 100 the, the hundred day. We'll have him on the show that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be here. If we make it that long. But it, you know, it might be a walker. I might have a walker with me, but <laughs> at least I'll be here. Go ahead. One of the things um, I'd like to get back to is, is your coaching. And the point I wanted to make is many of us in, in our lifetime are going to have surprises, whether it's health, financial loss, family split, or whatever, we're going to have surprises. And there are people who will say to us, I know exactly how you feel. They're well-meaning. Right. However, unless they really have been through what we have experienced and yeah. some kind of loss or some kind of shock, unless they have been through it, they might mean that, that when they say it, but it's only the person like a cancer survivor uh, consulting with another cancer survivor right. or someone who's experienced grief. They then can talk to others about it. I think it's it's key. And, and the other question I would ask you, do you have one coaching session with these people or, or is, it, is it extended? No, it's as many as, as they want. Um, I try to stay in touch with them. I stay in touch with them by email or text at least once a month and any questions they have you know i'm i'm happy i'm right on the phone calling them texting them emailing them and answering them as best i can and if i can't i will find the resource i've been pretty good over the years about doing some internet research and and getting them um an answer to their query you know and, and guys, listen, those of you listening, this is a resource in our community because we all ha are impacted by this in some way or the other, somebody we care about. Uh, Keith, you know, in, in the midst of all this, somehow you had the time to become an author and, and yes. write. Uh, and I want you to tell, I want you to go back a little bit because Carl did a stint in Boston for a few years. Right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, so I know, I know one of the books. And you was, loved it, right? Loved it. Yeah, and, loved it. And one of the books you did, there was a little bit of a Boston theme, yeah. and sports theme. So go, let's start a little bit about the books you've written. Let's get to today's okay. book. Confessions of a Beantown Sports Junkie <laughs> is about my playing days, football and hockey, my coaching days, football and hockey, and um, a lighthearted look at my my Boston sports fandom, if you will, um, all Boston sports team, which I mentioned before about the uh, the Patriots uh, issue. Um, the sequel is called Fathers and Sons Sports and Life, and it is more in detail about my um, uncommon relationship and love with my late father, who was the ideal sports parent. He sat in every frozen rink in North America watching me play hockey, and he was never one of these parents who yelled at the coach or mm. um, yelled at the umpire or gave the umpire a hard time because, you know, he, I, I was called offside or something like that. And he didn't think I was. He didn't. He never crossed that invisible line. So that's a, an 
it also introduces a chapter on meeting Susan. We met on a blind date. Uh, and if we had more time, I'd go th- through that whole story. But uh, my third book is called Overcoming the Odds. It's my story of triumphs over cancer, life-threatening brain surgery twice, and morbid obesity. And my newest book is called On the Road to Remission. And it's designed to let people know that they can go through a year-and-a-half cancer battle and still come out on top. And, you know, I, I just I got an uh, email this morning um, that I read to, to Dr. Bill that almost brought me to tears because it brought the reader to tears. Um, and they just said, I, feel, I felt the tears run down my cheeks in the final few chapters. And that's just so heartwarming when you get something like that. But I've had a lot of my readers tell me how inspiring it is and how, you know, and I tell people, if I can overcome these challenges, so can you. Mm-hmm. And if you need the help overcoming them, I'm there. Call me, text me, email me, and I will do everything I can to let you know you're not alone. You need to cultivate and maintain a positive attitude for the best results. You know, I, to Dr. Bill brought this point up earlier. Well-meaning family members, people that care, they try to help. Yeah. They're, you know, what can I do? And, and some, some offer help that's probably more helpful than others, the yeah. way they phrase it. Um, but there's something about that person, to Bill's point, that, okay, you've been through this. Yes. All right. So, so thank you so much for that resource. And let's oh, go ahead. Pleasure. Give people, I think it's worth taking a, a, an extra, little bit extra time here. Go ahead and give people the contact information again, Keith. The, okay. And the phone number and text number are the same, 978-973-5691. Email is thegerns2005 at yahoo.com. That's T. Tom, H. Henry, E. Edward, G. George, U. Unique, R. Robert, N. Nancy, S. Sugar, 2005 at yahoo.com. They can also find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And we also know another one of the things that you're involved with here in Hall County is on leadership for the American Cancer Society. Yes. And you wanted to tell us a little bit about ways that we could get involved and be helpful there. Sure. You can contact me at, in any of those ways. Um, I'm on the leadership team for Relay for Life, which is the American Cancer Society's signature event. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, it's a lot of fun. It's very, very moving. We remember those that have lost the battle. And we recognize those that have survived survived the battle and their caregivers with, with a lap around a ceremonial lap around the trek. And it's fun, it's games. Um, we're always looking for donors, sponsors, volunteers. So if you're interested in hearing more, contact me at any time. Um, I'm available more or less 24 7 except on the phone because I have to get a little sleep. And except at 4 a.m. Except at 4 a.m., yeah. Or when the Pats are playing. Or when the the Pats are playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's it's held on uh, Saturday, April 30th from noon to 6 at UNG's beautiful campus. Um, And it's a lot of fun, but as I say, it's very moving. And we love to have anyone listening get involved with us on that on that event. And you can get involved in a few ways, right? Yeah. You, you can volunteer. You can donate. You can sponsor. Um, Jacob's Media here has sponsored several times. I saw the plaques out in the wall. So it's, it's, as I said, it's fun. It's moving. And it's a wonderful, wonderful event. I know as we go, and again, Keith, I just want to thank you for just being an example of having an atti- a great attitude. Because I'm thinking 
I need to have a better attitude even when I'm not going through these things, when I see Keith, right? Um, thank you for being a resource for our community. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, and giving people an outlet and that connection because I can imagine how lonely it might feel. It can be. It if can you be. don't know. You know, there's nothing. There's, what do I do next? I don't know anybody that can relate. Uh, so just want to thank you. And I want you to take just a second to, to give a shout out to your beautiful bride because I know she's been instrumental in all this. Hi, Susan. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, she, she's been a, a trooper. She's been phenomenal. You know, I was asked why I relay. Right. And so, so that no one has to go through what my wife went through the last wow. three years with three different cancer battles. Yeah. Thank you, Susan. And, and thank you for um, all you do, Keith. Thank you. Thank you for pleasure. being on the show. Guy's been a great one. Great, great time with another person in our community that's doing some great work. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton, Carl Libba, Bill Wilson producing the show. See you next week. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Bo Henderson. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And remember to support our local businesses.